Good morning. How is everyone today? Well, we want to welcome you all. Let's get this back. This morning to River of the Valley. And it doesn't look like we have our feed today. So um, I want to welcome you all here today. Let me open up in prayer if you'll bow your head. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for my church family, and thank you for this time to come sit at your feet, Lord. Help us to hear your word today and to hear what you have to say for us. We're so lucky that we have a living God that allows us to come and sit in his warm embrace. So, Lord, thank you for that. And, Lord, I want to lift up our pastor here at River of the Valley. He's away today getting some much-needed rest and relaxation. He has been working so hard. It's been 10 years now he's been here at River of the Valley. And his birthday is on September 30th. So, Lord, I want to lift him up to you, him and his family. We're so thankful for Christy and his kids, Caleb and Amaya. They're amazing blessings to us, and we learn so much with, from them. There's been times we've been worried that he might get lured away, but he continues on, and he stays, and he just pours into us. So thank you for that entire family, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, River. So we have some things going on in the next few weeks. Uh, Pastor Christy is actually, she oversees a, an organization called Impact. And some of us have gone on mission trips with Impact. I went to Honduras uh, with Impact in 2019, and it was amazing. It was just something that changed my life. So you'll often hear her speak about Impact. And on October 2nd, right here on our campus, they're going to be having a retreat since they usually do international missions. They can't travel right now due to COVID. So they're going to be pouring into us here to show us how we can do mission work here in Los Angeles, in Ventura, in San Diego, in places that are near and dear to our heart. So this will be an all-day event from 9 to 5. It does cost $35 to come and attend. But I did this cross-training or something similar to it. Uh, with before we went to Honduras, and it was really amazing. A lot of team building and just helping you prepare to really reach out to those in need. So if you can be here, definitely be here. I'd love to see River here to support her. This is our church, but there will be a, a people from all over there, so I'm sure it'll be a great time. The other thing I want to announce is October 10th, Jonathan is planning a very special service for us. We're going to be doing some map building. So mark October 10th on your calendar. It will be here in service, just like our normal time. So plan to be here, and you will be surprised. So that's all I have for announcements today. And let's see. I'm going to call up Nabil and ask Nabil if he will say a prayer for our um, confessions and the world. Hello. Uh, it's good to be with you. I'm going to pray for us, uh, for 
uh, our sins for, to be forgiven. One of the things I, uh, she just threw me off. I wasn't ready for that. I was preparing the prayer for the world. In any case, this will fit in very nicely. Um, in Habakkuk, um, he is one of the minor prophets, they call him, but to me he's a major prophet. He's a great guy. He, in the beginning of his book, it's a three-chapter book. If you get a chance to read it, it's a wonderful, wonderful book. Habakkuk is um, screaming to God is there's so much violence, there's so much uh, injustice in the world, so there's so much sin, and why aren't you doing anything about it? And the same thing is happening, you know, this is like 2,500 years ago, it's not yesterday. You would read Habakkuk, you would think that it is happening, he's writing today. You look at the world today and you see how much violence there is, how much injustice, the plague, the fear that's happening, it's all happening right now. So that's kind of an introduction to the prayer. At the end of Habakkuk, he says, even if my pen is empty, there is no food for me, there is no sheep in my pen, there is no uh, fruit on the olives, I will trust the Lord because he saw how good the Lord is. And that's the, ki the kind of God that we have. A, a God that does things. And if we read the Bible, we can see how he does it for our own good, if we trust him in that. And the biggest example of that is what happened on the cross. So every day we sin. Every day we make mistakes, irrespective of how hard we try not to. The good news is, that Christ has already forgiven us these things. He had forgiven us our sins. He had paid the price that we were supposed to be paying. And as such, we can approach the throne of God with comfort and with confidence of being saved. That is the good news of the gospel. We all sin, but we've all been forgiven. With that, let me pray for us, and then we will end with the uh, Lord's Prayer. Father, I thank you so much for the promises from the first day of creation that you will take care of us, that you will save us. There is so much turmoil, there's so much hatred, there's so much division, there's so much violence in the world. We look at it and we wonder, till when, Lord? There's a prayer in Revelation where the saints are screaming at you saying, Till when, Lord, will this continue? And then we come to realize that in your own time it will happen. Just like the time when the completeness of time happened and Jesus Christ came and paid the price for us. There's division in Washington. There's division in Europe. There's division in Australia. I just read the newspaper and I marvel at the amount of violence and troubles that are happening. I, I marvel at the amount of uh, not agreeing on certain things that looks to me <laughs> at least very obvious, but we disagree about. Lord God, we come to you asking you to heal the nations, 
to heal our nation, to heal the community that we live in, to help us be instruments that you can use uh, wherever we are to touch people in their own circumstances. Lord God, we have people that have uh, that are sick also. The sickness that came to us because of our sins. And it's going to be completely eradicated in the afterlife because of what Jesus had done. This is where we will live forever. These are the promises that you had given us and they are true. We should hold on to them. Otherwise, life is going to be very difficult. Lord God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for what he had done for us. And we thank you especially for the prayer, the simple but so much so profound prayer that he had handed us down to the disciples and to us. And with that, we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Before we hear the, the word of God, I want to invite you to sing this. Sorry. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul.
Thank you, Felipe. Okay, Jay, if you can cue up that video. I have a video here to show you guys. Some of you may have seen it before, but I want to share this video. Might take us a minute. We have to do some magic. As eco began, our oh. desire was not simply to create another denomination, but to truly be a movement that recaptures the best of our Presbyterian and Reformed heritage to saturate our broken and hurting world with the transforming power of Jesus Christ. We are committed to reaching a new apex in our next decade of ministry by envisioning 1,000 planted, revitalized, and flourishing eco-congregations and micro-expressions by 2030. To make this passion a reality, we must aggressively recruit, train, retrain, 1,000 vocational leaders and 10,000 highly invested lay leaders. In doing so, we see hundreds of thousands of movement-equipped people emerging with daily gospel influence. Like a child that blows a dandelion into the wind, the Spirit scatters us into our Imagine worldwide, millions of people linked to the surprising goodness of God, loved through tangible acts of kindness, lifted by the compelling good news of Jesus, and lavishly adopted into a new and better kind of family. With God leading the way, all this is possible. Join us as we fulfill our commitment to this vision. Eco, building flourishing churches that make disciples of Jesus Christ. So as you guys know, I have just applied and been accepted to be a candidate as an eco-ordained pastor. And when I... Thank you. And when I saw that video, I was really just kind of moved by it. Uh, I went to the annual conference last, well, 2020, and it was just an amazing time to be with uh, other people in our denomination. We don't talk a lot about our denomination here, but we definitely are connected to an amazing organization that is doing some amazing things. And that leads me to my sermon today where I'm going to focus on Hebrews. This is Hebrew 12, chapter 1. And as you know, since I've been working with the youth, I've been using the International Children's Bible. So it keeps it simple, makes it easy to understand. And this says, so we have many people of faith around us. And their lives tell us what faith means. So let us run the race that is before us and never give up. We should remove the sin that so easily catches us. 
Now, Hebrews is an interesting book in the Bible. It's part of the New Testament, and many people give credit to Paul for writing this. However, it's, there's some speculation about who actually wrote it, as many Bible books of the Bible. And it's a little bit different because we don't know who the audience is. Most of the other books were learning of a city, and there's a Christian um, community there that they're reaching out to. But Hebrews, we're not really sure. There's some speculation. Some people say Palestine. Others say Rome. There's some evidence of it being Ephesians or Ephesus. <laughs> um, but the, the things that lead us to think it's not Paul is that the Greek is like really polished and it's not typically how Paul would speak. However, back then they used scribes, so it could have just been a different scribe. And the style of the book is much different than other books that are written by Paul. So there are some speculation that it was perhaps written by a woman, maybe Mary, maybe Priscilla. We don't know. However, the author isn't as important as what it's saying. This book is warning its audience to not lose heart and to not lose faith. And we know during this time that Rome was really strong in power. And if you didn't profess the emperor as your lord and savior, or the emperor as God, then you could actually be hung on a cross, just like Jesus. They'd just crucify you. So this is a time when it was a scary time to be a Christian. If you admitted to being a Christian, you were harassed and persecuted. But this author is encouraging community. And to be a part of that vision that ECO has for its denomination, for us, it means that as a community, we need to embrace what Jesus wanted. He wanted to use communities to carry the good news into the world by leading by example. This means that a lot of the principles that he was so passionate about that we need to be showing them here in our house, here in our church, so that when people in our community see us, there's something different. Christians live a little differently. And back then, this the Christian, many Christian communities, they were. They were growing. They were thriving. And they were doing something different. Much like today, those communities were very self-centered, very focused on me, me, me. How do I get ahead? How do I get this? How do I get whatever? And that's pretty similar today. But in these Christian communities, they're actually pulling together their resources and pulling together their skills and talents and they were taking care of the less fortunate. They were taking care of the widows and the orphans. These people in this society, if you were a woman and you weren't married, you were subject to all kinds of horrible things. So they took care of their widows. And the author of Hebrews wanted to encourage these communities. And he described life as a race that's before us, one that we should never give up and we should finish well. So what about our Christian community here at River of the Valley? You guys have inspired me. Hanya, watching you work with our Sunday school kids, you always have such grace. And I know you've had to restart many times. 
you've led it, you've been a support, you've been counsel, and I've learned so much watching you take the reins. Patty, you're always willing. You, you will say yes, and you'll step in and you'll do it. You give me courage. And our lay pastors, Nabil, Walter, Arhill, and Oscar, your guys' passion, it moves me. And that's what I find here at River of the Valley. So we got to run this race and never, never stop. But then COVID hit, right? <laughs> and this has been hard for all of us. So many of us here have poured love and tears and sweat and everything into some of the programs that we had really invested a lot in here at River, but those ceased during COVID. And restarting can be difficult, but that's where we're at. We had one little one today for our Sunday school, but you know what? We're gonna keep showing up. Every week, we're gonna keep showing up and that's gonna grow. But more than ever, right now, we need our leaders. We need volunteers. We need all of you. We need you guys to come beside us. There is nothing more encouraging when you're taking on one of these ministries and you look out and you have some new people there. You have people that are willing to share ideas. They're willing to give you encouragement. Those things are what give our leaders hope. And then we give that glory to God. We let God do things with it. We let him use us. We let him take our gifts and talents and our love, and we let him multiply that and keep renewing it. And it's an amazing feeling. If you've never been there, you've got to do it. It's something that just makes your life amazing. But Jesus Christ tells us no reservations, no retreats, no regrets. And so those of you who have led before, those of you who have stepped up, and those of you that never stopped, our worship team never stopped. They kept going right through COVID. Now's our opportunity to make it better than ever. Now's our opportunity to take what we've learned in the past and add to it. Bring it up again. Think it through differently. Tune into what our community needs now and add those little components. So what is offered here at River of the Valley? Well, we have life groups, we have our worship team, and we also have our elders and our deacons. Our elders, they kept going too, right through COVID. They kept meeting and they kept coming together and saying, you know, how do we keep bringing the word of Christ to our people? We got on Zoom, we're on Facebook, we had all kinds of upgrades up here so the sound is better, so that the, the camera lighting is better when we're on Facebook. We were stretched. <laughs> we were stretched in new ways, but you know what? We rose. And now there's new ways to get involved. You can teach Sunday school. You can volunteer to greet people. You know, COVID has been hard on us. Uh, we lost Tim Finch. We let Tom Finch, sorry. 
We lost, you know, Jim Ball used to be here every Sunday, and now he can't come. So we need new people to come in and make people feel welcome here. And no retreats. These new commitments, at one time, they were new commitments for me, too. I was living a much different life. I was challenged to start coming to a life group, and these met. My first one met on Wednesday night. Well, I like to go to happy hour sometimes with my friends. And sometimes I worked overtime. I had a job. It was demanding. I always had to be there. And, you know, if all that failed, there was always some good TV to watch. But it says, remove anything that will get in the way. Now, these things... Happy hour, overtime TV, they're not bad things. But if we overindulge, they can become unhealthy. Sunday school. What did I have to give up for Sunday school? Late night, Saturday nights. I didn't get to sleep in on Sunday. And I had to be at church on those Sundays. I had to be here. I had to show up for those kids. But it also warns us that these, those things, they can become the sin that easily catches us. Those little things that seem so innocent and so fun and so easy to do, they can catch us. They can put us in dark places really fast. So it's okay to meet up with friends and do things like that, but we, we always need to be aware, and we need to see where our priorities are. No regrets. I haven't lost anything important. I still have cherished friends. Two of them are here right now. I still find days to sleep in. And now with streaming TV, I can watch whatever I want, whenever I want. And in all of this, God has remained steady. And he has given me those promises. He's provided me with funds when I need them. I used to think that over time, that being there was, was the most important thing. But you know what? New things have opened up. New work has come to me. I, gave, I was working like 60 hours a week at a job that drove me nuts. I wasn't happy. But you know what? New things came on the horizon. So I haven't lost anything, yet I've gained so much. today. I have a life worth living. It's so fulfilling. I don't need to watch actors on TV pretending to solve problems and to have excitement in their life. I have a life filled with hope, love, fun, companionship, resources, great conversation, and an amazing support system. You guys are all a part of that amazing support system. Do you know how many people out in the world are feeling isolated right now? They feel cut off. They so badly want community. And we have it. We have it right here. Did I have to make changes? Yeah. Was it worth it? Oh, yeah. Being obedient to God's call 
it's made my life richer. And here at River of the Valley, we're always going to be challenging you to move deeper into your relationship with Christ. So let the faith of this church family infect you. Let go of your reservations and try a new role. Have fun with it. Do something different. Challenge yourself. Join a life group. Volunteer. If you're introverted, there's so many things that this campus needs. Have you ever noticed the garbage out in the parking lot? Sometimes people that you might not know about come and clean it up. What a blessing. Our whole digital team, you know, they're not reaching out to people all the time, but they're putting us out there. They're making us found so people can connect with us. And there's opportunities. Today, I'm hosting a youth group meeting. So I've invited all the young people, 12 and up. I've invited all the parents. And I've invited you all, people that care about these kids, people that have something to offer these kids. They don't want to listen to this old lady drone on and on. They want to be connected to young people here at this church Find out what's going on in the world that is, you know, out there and what they can discover. So come and pour into them. Show them that there's so much to be excited about in this world. And then Sunday school. You see how little it is. We have to revamp that. Teaching Sunday school has been amazing. I'm a new believer, so sometimes I hear what goes on up here and it's a little over my head. I'm kind of like, oh, okay. I'll go with that. But Sunday school really makes it simple. And, and they provide everything for you. There's a lesson plan. Uh, the, the way we like to do it, at least we did it in the past, was, you know, you hooked into a week. And you, like, I was the third week of every month. And I had a partner. Lita was my partner. And Lita and I would alternate every other month. So it was just a one-month commitment. The, the program was all completed. I reviewed it before I prayed. And then I got to know these little kids that just add so much joy to my life. Anytime they're up here doing something, my heart just swells because I seen them. I remember the first time I asked if they had any prayer requests. They were very quiet. They just looked at me. Then after like a year or so, I said, does anybody have any prayer requests? Oh, 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 I have something, I have something. They, they all had stuff to share with me and it was so, it almost made me cry just watching them come alive and, and finding this safe place where they could, they could share their worries, their fears. So Sunday school, they are going to be meeting on September 29th, which is a Wednesday at 6 p.m. They'll be meeting in Hyatt Hall and we need Sunday school teachers. So if anybody's interested, come join our Sunday school team. You'll make new friends, and you'll get to do something positive. So no retreats. Challenge yourself to something new. And if you're worried, you don't have what it takes, you don't have all the gifts, you're not the best that's one thing about our world, right? If you're not the best, 
then you're not worth the time. That's what they tell our kids. If you aren't number one, sit in the back of the room. But no, you ask the Holy Spirit to show you what gifts you have, what talents you have, that this community will be so ready to embrace. Everyone here has something. I had to ask the Holy Spirit to help me. When I first started coming to church, I would come and I would hear about these amazing things, but I only came like once every few months. And by the next time I came, it already happened, whatever it was that had excited me. And so I wouldn't hear anything more about it. So I started getting this little, like, oh, maybe you should come more frequently. So I made a commitment. I said, you know what? I'm going to come three weeks in a row. I didn't do it right away. It took me a while. But I got to the point where I was saying, you know what, God? If you want me there tomorrow, just wake me up. Wake me up at the right time. And you know what? He did. He'd wake me up. I'd be wide awake. I should go to church. And then that year for my New Year's resolution, my, <laughs> my New Year's resolution was to go to church six weeks in a row. And I did it. And I tell you what, once I started coming and showing up regularly, I started seeing things different. I had transformation in my life. I used to react. I was angry. I was aggressive. And people were sometimes intimidated by little old me. But I started to relax. I started to feel calm. I started to know that things were happening for reasons. It wasn't all about me, thank God. And then I started to see that life had some different things going on that I was never even aware of. Okay, so I want you to all stand up. Stand up. And if you're here with your family, move around. I want you to um, move away from your family. I want you to form little groups of about four, but please keep your social distance. And I have two questions for you. Okay, my two questions. The first one, how, and it, this doesn't have to be here. This doesn't have to be at River of the Valley. This can be at work. This can be a group that you participate in. How has volunteering, teaching, or life groups blessed your life? And two, how does it make you feel to be connected to community? Take turns and talk about that. I'll give you a few minutes. Go.
Hanya asks, what's question number two? How does it make you feel to be connected to community? Okay, I'm gonna have you wrap it up in one minute. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna wrap it up now. Thank you, Katie. It's good to see your face here. So no regrets. We have many people of faith around us. Their lives tell us what faith means. So let us run the race that's before us and never give up. We should remove the sin that easily catches us. I'm not sure what the Holy Spirit will reveal to you, but I can testify that these new roles, they've filled my life with new meaning, hope, and they've generated new energy. And I know here at River of the Valley, 
we want all of the people here to be able to touch that, to be able to connect with that, to be blessed by our community. Here at River of the Valley, we offer living water. This water, it'll spring up inside of you and give you eternal life. So take advantage of these opportunities. And if you're not sure where you'll fit in, have a conversation with me. I'm always, for some reason, when people, that's, that's something, when people talk to me, I always see little places where they can fit in. And I've been blessed to be able to connect so many people to great opportunities. It's amazing to watch what happens when you connect the right people. Can you hear his call? He's right here. And he created you to have free will. So he's not going to force any of this on you. You have to choose it. Let me pray for you guys. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this community. Thank you for these cherished friends, that these people who have always been willing to pour into me. I'm so blessed. And Lord, just help us as your community to step into those roles where you can use us, where you can pour into us and help us reach those that feel isolated, that maybe don't have a family that is whole and thriving and always looking out for what's best for them. Not all of us have families like that. And Lord, use this place as a place for us to try on new roles and to show our kids how we can play in these roles. And we don't have to be perfect, we just have to try. And in our trying, we'll discover new things about ourselves, new things about you, we'll make new friends, and we'll get connected. We'll have new energy. That sounds so good, Lord, new energy. Who couldn't use more energy? So thank you, Lord, for this encouragement. Thank you for the author of Hebrews. Thank you for preserving these words and giving us an opportunity to look more closely at them. Help us all to continue the good race and finish well. In the name of Jesus, your Son and my Savior, amen. Take it away, Felipe. Nabil? offerings. Hello. 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 Is this on? Is it on? Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Very well. Very well done. Now you put me in a very tough situation. I have to talk about money because all the things you was talking about requires money. And we are at the end of this year. Uh, she, you mentioned the fact that COVID affected, COVID affected us very much and we are way behind. You know, one of the funny things I'm thinking when you were talking, I was thinking about uh, the disciples. When Jesus left them, uh, 
he was in he spent three years with them three years he spent with the disciples teaching them what to do and all of that and the day he was crucified what did the disciples do they ran away like rabbits but he entrusted his disciples with the message and those entrusted the next generation and the next generation and the next generation we're studying the book of acts right now and in the book of acts you will see the churches in asia in ephesus and macedonia and all of that sending sending money and representatives to the church in jerusalem because the church in jerusalem could not sustain itself god had blessed each and every one of us with a lot and i hope that you will take this to heart and trust God and support the ministry of this church. That's part of what she triggered in my head. So let me pray for our giving. Thank you, God, for the blessings that you bestow upon us, the many, many, many good things that we take for granted, uh, the cup of coffee that we, uh, it could be 10 cents, but we spent $6 to pay for. Um, these are luxuries that many people cannot afford in the rest of the world. And we have been entrusted with this ministry in this place. I pray that we will take the commission, the, the charge to our heart, not to retreat, not to regret, to support and persevere and move forward in our support of the ministries of this church and the mission that uh, it's providing to the community, and to the rest of the world through our missionaries and our pastors that sprung out from the midst of the community that was raised here in this place. Lord God, bless the offerings and use them to bring you glory in Christ's name. Amen.